Well, we are so excited to be back this afternoon for another special broadcast of Roadmap to Heaven live from Mission Way. And uh, it's, it's a special episode, Patty. We, we have a lot of surprises in store today. This is a great day here at Covenant Network, and we are thrilled to be back here this afternoon for our second broadcast of the day. Yeah, you know, the only thing we forgot to bring was the mini fridge with us in, in, the, in the Emo's Pizza. I don't, even know, I don't even know if I can say that because our next guest was preaching I, about it. I have a beer cooler right here. You've got a beer cooler. Worry. Well, we, we are so happy to be joined by His Eminence, Timothy Cardinal Dolan, the Archbishop of New York. Uh, but lest we forget, a native of St. Louis, oh, a, home yes. a hometown, hometown. boy. So one, of the, one of the beauties of coming here is not only I'm coming home and seeing a lot of great friends from St. Louis, but also a lot of people here from Milwaukee because sure. I was Archbishop of Milwaukee. Even good people from D.C. because I lived there for a while. Kansas City and New York. Right. So now I'm in New York, have been for 15 happy years. Well, you've been working the room already. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then a lot of things, too. See, because I, I was able to be in Rome for so many years. Seven happy years as sure. rector of the North American College of Seminary in Rome. And you get to see some. It's so good for me to see the guys that were seminarians when I was there. And now they're happy, faithful priests. Beautiful. And to see them here, uh, uh, here with all their young people and all, it just says, Lord, thanks for telling me that it wasn't a waste of time. Not at Don't all. Don't you think well, that? See, it's like you guys looking at your kids. Yeah. At least you can see that this is the fruit of our marriage. Yes. Sometimes priests can't see that. But for me to see these guys here... Wow. Hallelujah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we, we like to start every show with a prayer. 12, are we going to do the sing the 12 days of Christmas? We, this we, is the 11th day of Christmas, and we cannot forget it's still the Christmas season. I was so happy at Mass this morning when we sang the Christmas song. I know. It was and here beautiful. you guys were worried that you weren't going to have enough filler, and you can't shut me up. <laughs> People, now you're saying, oh, my God, we're not going to get this done in 15 minutes. Well, well let, yeah. let's say a prayer, Your Eminence, in to get started. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, dear Lord, for the boost, the boost to faith that this Seek Conference here in St. Louis gives us to see over 20,000 happy, enthusiastic, loving, hopeful, faithful, faithful Catholic kids who love Jesus, who love the church. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for that boost, because sometimes we're tempted to believe that darkness is one. But that's not the message of this Christmas season. That's not the message of Epiphany that we're getting to celebrate. And it's vivid here. It's vivid here. And we, we just ask you that it'll sink in and continue this good work through the intercession of Mary, our mother, St. Joseph, her spouse, through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Now, this is so refreshing. Usually, when before I begin a program, when people ask me to do a prayer, they'll ask me to do an act of contrition. I thought, well, when did they get that? <laughs> I forgot to mention, and I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Is this your show or mine? I don't know. I'm doing so I seem to be we, doing all the talking. We can have a takeover you, here. You, you so do our show. We'll come to yours when you need to break. Takeover, yes. <laughs> so, whose feast day today? St. Elizabeth St. Ann St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Yes. She's the first native-born American citizen to be a pre. Uh, uh, a, uh, <laughs> Watch it there, that. Cardinal. Well, that could, could be coming any day, the way things are going. But anyway, First with a the um, saint. A saint. I was there on September um, 14th, 1975, uh, when she was declared a saint. Wow. 
I, I was listening to your homily this morning, and uh, I was worried that you were about to say that you were there when she was there. And I thought, no, I, I mean, he, he's he's not that old. He's no. a young he's a young I'm man. Only he's a young man. <laughs> so now this is that time of year. You said it's Christmas. Boy, this makes you feel young, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Being with no, all these young kids. This makes me feel like I, I turned forty last year, and I felt like I turned sixty being around all these young kids. You want me to anoint you or what? What's maybe, <laughs> maybe, but you, but it's so fun to be here with all the kids. It, it's the time of year you come home. These you guys, see family. Is it good to see guys like this? It's all? great to see them. Uh, 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 um, uh, do they call you Gus? Gus, yeah. Gus Seamer right. from uh, Benedictine. I love Benedictine. So they have a. Cardinal Dolan scholarship there, right? and I'm trying to get my uh, little my nephew to go there. He's a <laughs> sophomore now at the Smet Jesuit, okay. and I just saw President Menace. Yep, so he said, was just on the show. And Isaac Volling from the University of Illinois. Well, anyway, and then Joey Lee <laughs> from where um, the <laughs> Lakeland Community College. I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> Good move. All right, <laughs> go to Benedicta. So well, you were the you were the commencement speaker at my daughter's graduation at Benedictine four or five years ago. It was, was it? 2016. Wow. Yep. And that's where they announced the Cardinal Dolan scholarship. Absolutely, I was yeah. there in that gymnasium. Well, now why they didn't help me pay off the tuition, I still owe. I don't know. But <laughs> well, I think all our listeners want to know because you're you're home. It's the holidays. It's Two hundred and forty-eight pounds. How are you? Oh, I thought you meant how much I weigh. <laughs> what? I thought, this is really getting personal. You no, know, a deep interview here, you know. <laughs> you saw me going into the big and tall man shop. <laughs> right behind. What are you going... talking about? No, yeah. no, no, no. What, what's going on in New York? How, how's life? How are you? Do, and how much do you miss the, the pizza and the raviolis and the gooey no, butter cakes? I miss cakes. my family. I miss my friends. I miss the. You know, here's the scoop. When I come back to New to uh, St. Louis, you, you you detect all the connections. Oh, we were, we grew up in the, your home parish, or oh, we were there, um, you know, at the parish. You confirm my daughter or something. All the connections. Same in Milwaukee. I was only there seven happy years, but it was small enough. They had six hundred fifty thousand Catholics, where I was just getting to know everybody. Kind of, you know, the families, the parishes. New York, forget about it. Uh, Two point eight million Catholics. What are you going to do? You haven't met them all yet. I mean, I try my best. But I try get around, but you just, it's kind of always a little beyond you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I still love it, but you can't, um, you know, for me, for your son, John, the paradigm of all priesthood is parish priesthood. Yes. So see, when I was in Rome as rector in 2001, Archbishop Regali was the Archbishop of St. Louis. Yes, absolutely. And he called me at Easter time and he said, now, Tim, you're coming home in June after seven years. What do you want to do? And I said, well, Archbishop, thanks for asking. I want to do what you want me to do. And he said, good answer. What I, what, what I want you to do is kind of give me an indication of what you'd like to do. I said, I want to be a parish priest. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay. Well, of course, when I came home, I came home. The day before I left Rome, I was told I was to be auxiliary bishop. Wow. And I said, Archbishop Regali, you told me I was going to come home as a parish priest. And he said, you are. I'm the pastor. You're my associate. It's just a bigger. And we got 600,000 <laughs> parishioners. There you go. Well, that ain't a bad. No, that's a beautiful that way of putting it. That ain't a bad identity statement of being a, a bishop or a priest. So, But I, I guess what I'm saying is a little tougher. In the, and here's the other thing. Am I talking too much? No, you're fine. <laughs> Here's the other thing. The nature of St. Patrick's Cathedral, which I love, America's Parish Church, 
on um, Fifth Avenue. See, we don't have too many residential parishioners. So the peep, I have the 1015 mass every Sunday morning. I have the 7 a.m. every morning. They wouldn't live there. They'd be either business people or tourists. And there's a few that you'll see regularly, but in general, they just parachute in and out. Now, they're still happy to be there for Mass, and I'm sure thrilled to see them, but you wouldn't get kind of as close to them. You see, you know what I'm saying? Sure, that relationship. Thanks. Yep, yep. So well, how has it been for you here at Seek this week? I've only been here one day. Okay, but tell I us about I just got here late last night, and I was whipped. And then I, so I, I well, I came over and at the Eucharistic Adoration, and I went to confession. I hope you don't have him on. Um, anyway, the uh, and then I was up early this morning, so it's been a full day here. See, it's strange, because I was invited to come four years ago. COVID? Yeah. In 2020, would it, well, 2021, I think, was my first invite. COVID, 2022. 2023, mm-hmm. Benedict. Yeah, I, I remember them away. saying you were I supposed to, to be go, here and you had to go to Rome. I had to go to Rome mm-hmm. for the funeral. He died on New Year's Eve. That's right. So it, they've been persevering in their invitation for three years, and I'm finally able to be here. And now I'm saying, am I ever glad they were kind enough to persevere in the invitation? And I'm, am I ever glad I was wise enough to say, count me in? Because this has just been exhilarating, isn't it? What, what was it like for you standing up on, you know, it, 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 for practical purposes, it's a stage, but today it's a sanctuary when you were up there. The, the same altar that we had when St. John Paul II offered Mass in that very dome to look out and see. I mean, it, it, I've been overwhelmed every time, but what was it like for you to look out and just see this dome filled with people who are here all week because they're seeking Jesus. Well, it's kind of like I think the same answer that any priest would give you. When I looked out and saw that crowd, I said, boy, this is a two-collection crowd. And what are you going <laughs> to no. And then I thought, no, I think these are kids, so we ain't going to make a haul today. But, you, no, you're right. So when, when all we hear is uh, dismal news, Oh, the rain of mass attendance is going down. Oh, everybody's leaving the church. Oh, everybody's mad. Oh, everybody's ticked off. I see 22,000 exuberant young people who haven't stopped smiling, who love one another, love Jesus and his church, worshiping at mass, jamming in the Eucharistic adoration, lined up to go to confession, hugging each other, involved in all kinds of magnificent apostolates, I'm thinking, Jesus, you are alive and at work, and hallelujah. Praise God. Because sometimes I think uh, you're unemployed. But, boy, he's, no, he's moving. Wow. That's so wow. beautiful. Well, it is such a pleasure to have you here. We're already and, did the 15 minutes? No, I don't know. Oh, no, no. I'm oh, just saying the pleasure is ours to okay. have you on Covenant Network and to uh, be able to just chat with you. And it's so fun to watch you work the room and just always have your smile with everyone here. Well, who I hope wouldn't our, be? I hope I, our listeners get a sense. Of course, I'm sure they have my already. Dad, my dad was a bartender. There you go. So you got to be, he always had to be hospitable. Now, I, I have heard that in addition to your radio show, that you have in New York, that you have actually called some baseball up in New York as well. So, uh, well, you know, I, I can't help but notice you're wearing red. Your, your title is Cardinal. We, we happen to have the best baseball stadium in all of the world. 
just a few blocks away, and, and we're about, what, 90 days out from, or not even 90 days out from spring training. To which I referred this morning, Bush Stadium. Yeah. So I when, said it's a combination of St. Peter's and the Holy Land and Lourdes right here with, with uh, Bush Stadium. When are you going to call a Cardinals game? That's, that's what we really, that, well, the whole purpose kinda, of having you, you here is you, to ask that question. You kind of have to be invited, so I couldn't butt in. When I go to Yankee Stadium, which I try to do a lot, or to Shea Stadium, They'll just sort of say, do you want to come up into the booth? I'll say, fine, if I've had a couple, because you want to be kind of relaxed and all. And then you'll, you'll go just visit with them, and I love it. I was just going to say, do you love getting the opportunity? Oh, my Did God, Did you ever think yeah. when you became a priest, I'd get to go and call a baseball game in Yankee Stadium? I never thought that, no. <laughs> I'll no longer flo- throw out first pitches because they don't quite make it. And it's a t- <laughs> tad embarrassing. After that Tommy John surgery, I just can't do it anymore. Wow. <laughs> what is it that, you know, especially as we talk about all the young folks gathered here, the young men especially, you, you have been just all over the world as a priest, as you said, here in St. Louis, the North American College as the rector, <coughs> Bishop of, uh, Archbishop of Milwaukee, Cardinal Archbishop of New York. What is it you'd want the young men to start listening for, God saying in their lives, if they're saying, you know, maybe I'm called to be a well, priest? Well, I would say come to see. Because there's a lot of pretty young women here, too. <laughs> However, why? <laughs> if, <laughs> it, it, no, there, there's a lot of friendships. I was thrilled with the statistic that of the number of vocations that come from focus. Now, I'm not just talking about priesthood and consecrated religious life. Also marriages yes. that have come from focus. People who have m- met here. And it's just this, this, the Holy Spirit is alive. See, what I think happens, the nature of the church is we need to stay together. The Catholics have never been cult-like that we think, oh, it's only us and nobody else. No, we're, we're not Amish. I love the Amish, but we're not Amish. They have a different approach to it. But we always do like to stay. We always know there's, there's something wise about staying with people who share our values. And that's what Sikhs about. These kids, you know, on college campuses, at home, in work, wherever they are, would be tempted to think, am I the only person who believes this? Right. Does anybody believe in the power of prayer? Does anybody even know the Ten Commandments? Has anybody, has anybody else in this whole campus given their life to Jesus Christ? And they come here and they'll say, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, uh, that's an encouragement, isn't it? I think they notice the joy, too, of other yeah, people. The joy. The joy. You, got, you cannot see, this replace would, the joy that's here. See, this would blister all the caricatures about the church, that we're all dour <laughs> and we're all flamethrowers and we're all, you know, either right-wing or left-wing fanatics. Are you kidding? These are healthy, happy, holy young people. Mm-hmm. And that attracts. Nobody wants to join a group of crabs. And so if Catholics come across as crabs... Sometimes we do. Sometimes priests do. Well, not here. Mother of God, this is like a, you know, you could, uh, this is just a, the greatest thing around. little glimpse of heaven. There you go. Yeah, it is. There you go. Well, I know your schedule is. You said is you were going to give me a beer. Very much in demand. <laughs> um, I, I think they interpreted that as the gospel. They brought you water and, and wanted to see what you could do with it. And Yeah, come you know, on. I don't like wine. And that's all. <laughs> well, that, that, that was our all, first that's mistake. That's the only thing that worked. We are you so. Know, to change it into wine. 
We are so grateful, Cardinal Dolan, that you took Not the time to I be am. with us today. Thanks for asking. Um, I have one last controversial question to ask you as uh-huh. we wrap up here. Where, 245 pounds. The Hill uh-huh. or New York, best Italian food? Um, my kitchen. All right, your there you kitchen. have it. You heard, you heard it here on Covenant Network. Okay. And break, what's your specialty? Break. It ain't mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's my cook and my pre-secretary. Oh, okay. Great pasta. Wonderful. Okay. It's been an honor to have you with us. Could we ask for your blessing you, as, we, as we conclude? If Father John will come over and help me. Okay. I can't do all the work, John. <laughs> the Lord be with you. And with, and your, with your spirit. spirit. Through the intercession of our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph, and as we anticipate at the Feast of the Epiphany with its light and revelation. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise be Jesus Christ. Now and forever. Hot diggity. We're going to take a break. We'll have more Roadmap to Heaven this afternoon right after this. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R-CatholicRadio.org. We are back, and uh, Patty, the surprises keep <laughs> they keep rolling here Big today. Big surprises today. I was finishing up an interview before we started the show, and I got a text saying, uh, Cardinal Dolan's here early. You need to come down to the booth now. So I ran across the convention center. I didn't know I could do that. Um, and then when I got down here, I was told, oh, we have another guest that we didn't tell you about. Archbishop Carlson's here and our Archbishop Emeritus of St. Louis, Archbishop Robert Carlson. It is so good to have you with us on the radio today here at SEEK. Uh, thank you. I'm delighted to be here uh, uh, with all these wonderful uh, people who are so committed to spreading the good news of the Catholic faith. Yeah, it is such an excitement to be here. Is today your first day to come down here to SEEK? It is. Uh, I actually was invited to give a talk here at noon, which I did to their benefactors. Nice. And uh, had a chance to attend the meeting for the bishops in the morning. Beautiful. And uh, now wander around here and see what's going on. So there's been a little bit of fraternity for you to get to see your brother bishops as well as all these college students and people right. here in St. Louis. It's just a big reunion. And so many people that I've, I've known over the you know past decade. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Well, you know, we were just talking with uh, Cardinal Dolan. It, it's been a while since we've gotten to visit, and I, I'm sure people are wondering, how are you? How's life? How's retirement? Uh, well, good. I, as you know, I retired in uh, August of 2020. Uh, originally moved to Florida and then moved back. Um, and after three years, I said, you know, I need to do more. So uh, the Archbishop was nice enough to assign me to uh, uh, his chaplain to St. Agnes' home and so I moved in there last May, and uh, I love it. Uh, I can, I have plenty of time to prepare my homilies and say mass for the sisters every day, uh, anoint the dying, uh, visit the sick, and uh, get to get to be with that community, which is a wonderful community. And I bet that's a wonderful thing for you, having been such a, a, a big, you know, having so many people to minister to, and now you have that small community where you can build those relationships. That's right. That's right. That's and the exciting news for me is. Uh, on the 11th of this month, I'll be a bishop for 40 years. Wow. Wow. So. That's a long time to be a bishop. A lot of responsibility, a lot of burdens, a lot of prayers, a lot of, of uh, always having to be on the go and on the run. That's right. a long time. And the prayer of the people. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's what keeps you going. Wow. Well, it is, I have to tell you, it has been a tremendous 
week down here. And I know that the planning for this started many, many years ago, and that we, we owe you some thanks for that as well, because, well, I mean, I think this was six years ago they started talking yeah, about Seek coming Brian here. Brian Miller said uh, he and I started working on this in 2016. Wow. So, you know, not not totally focused, but getting laying the groundwork, getting the, the site, that kind of thing. Well, how awesome, then, that you are here to see the fruit of that. Right, yeah. which... Which well, I enjoy. Yeah. I, I, I imagine you do. You know, one of the, the other great things that we've been talking about this week is just the number of religious who are here in the vocations. And I, I don't know about you, but to see the, how many young religious are here is such a great hope for the church. And uh, you've ordained, I've, I've lost count of how many men you've ordained to the priesthood. Um, what does it mean to you to see, again, more and more of our young people interested in religious vocations, discerning, you know, God, are you calling me to the priesthood or religious life? Yeah. Well, over the years, I had the, actually the blessing, the honor to be able to ordain something over 100 priests mm. in the various dioceses where I was. And that's always a blessing. And also to be involved in uh, working on vocations, not only for the priesthood, but for religious life. And, you know, you mentioned young sisters. Uh, there are 18 sisters at St. Agnes' home variety of ages, but uh, a very large population from that group are what you would say are young sisters. Yes, absolutely. And they're here, too. I've seen them walking around, for right. sure. Yeah, I, we love them. I, I saw one of them this morning as I was driving away and saying, it was wonderful last night when they had the, the diocesan event, and uh, I think Brian told me they had over 5,000 people from the Archdiocese down here. Yes, wow. yeah, which was phenomenal, that's for sure. That's yeah. great. So 40 years as a bishop years before that as a priest. And one of the things uh, I've heard, you, you, you've been blessed to also get out in the community and give some parish missions and do some speaking since retiring as archbishop, is that you've been talking about the basics of Catholicism. And, you know, that that's a very consistent message for all of us over time. And we love talking about those practical things here on Covenant Network. And, and I'm just kind of curious, from your life as a priest, what are the things that you encourage Catholics every day? What should we be doing in prayer? What should we be doing, not just coming to seek conferences, but to grow closer to our Lord daily? Well, obviously the key, and, and uh, Curtis Martin and the people at Focus understand that, is to share with people the fundamentals of the faith and not be afraid to do it. You know, the first time you go over to your neighbor, you don't, you don't necessarily uh, uh, say, come on over, I want to pray with you. But you develop a friendship, and after a while you uh, say, do you ever pray with anybody? And after a while you say, do you go to church? And, uh, and after a while you take them. Mm -hmm. uh, because people are really searching, uh, in my opinion, for what the Catholic Church has to offer. And I'm sure uh, most of your listeners understand that, but we have to share that with others and not be afraid to do it. Well, I love that you're doing that in your retirement as well. You've had so many years of active ministry, but you are still doing a lot within the Archdiocese, and it's always, always a joy to see you in whatever aspect um, you're ministering in. You know, up until uh, this year, I used to give priest retreats, but I, I was asked to do three, and I wrote those bishops, thanked them, but said, you know, I'm too old to do it now. I can't stand for four talks and also preach and stand and then see priests all day long. So I said, I don't want to cheat your priests out of, a, of, a, out of what they, des they deserve and hopefully desire. So you really should start looking for somebody else. 
But I still do parish missions on occasion. I've done, I did one at uh, Pillar just, I don't know, six weeks ago, I guess. Wonderful. That's great. Wow. Well, any, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners while, no, while you're with us today? No, blessings on everybody who's here. And uh, if they have any desire to come down, they should get down here. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's still a little bit of time remaining. Right. Yeah. And a Mass tomorrow morning will be just as beautiful as every Mass we've had right. so far. Archbishop Carlson, it is a, a pleasure to get to, to see you again and to spend some time with you on the radio. Could we ask for your blessing? Certainly. And to all your listeners. The blessings of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, descend upon you, may with you forever. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Archbishop. Yeah. We're going to take another break here on this bonus edition of Roadmap to Heaven here in the afternoon. Stay tuned for more. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. Visit us today. And now back to this podcast. I'm running out of words to describe how this afternoon has been. Literally before our show, I'm getting text messages saying, your, your guest of honor is here now. And I'm on the other end of a convention center. And I don't run normally, but apparently I do today. And it has been just a joy. And then they, they said, oh, by the way, we've got another surprise guest. I didn't even know about our, our other surprise guest. And I thought, okay, now we're going to have a chance to breathe. And I have been saying all week that the booth run by the Archdiocese of St. Louis has been an oasis in the desert. Uh, I think the subtitle should be, Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. And in about 15 minutes, I'm going to go collapse in one of the chairs or on one of the couches over there. But before we can do that... We're actually going to visit with some friends from the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Jill Burkett is with us from the Archdiocese, as well as Addie. And Addie, again, Thursday afternoon with Seek. I've got your first name. I'm blanking on your last name. Addie Govero. All right. Well, Addie, good to have you with us. I should know that. One of of our best friends from our youth ministry days, her last name is Govero now. And there you have it. And and Jill, you're with us. Now, I I, I should have asked beforehand, and luckily, Jill, you have your name tag. You're in the (laughs) Office of Catholic Education and Formation. Correct, Adam. And Addie, where are you at in the Archdiocese? Same Same office. Yep. All right. And and I know you are here not just to bring couches for me to go collapse (laughs) on after a show. You are here because you're looking for teachers for our Catholic schools here Absolutely. in St. Louis, which, by the way, Catholic Schools Week, just three and a half weeks away, it's coming up. So, so tell us, what, who are you looking for when we say well, you're here looking for teachers? You know, I think we thought this is a great opportunity because everybody here is invested in their faith in one level or another, um, and that's who we're looking for. You know, we want people that are committed to living their faith um, in their everyday life and that they want to live out that ministry with our children um, so that our children can grow and know and in the love and knowledge of God. That's a great answer because we had Archbishop Rosansky on the other day and it's, it, it, you know, he, he was saying the exact same thing. That's good. Um, <laughs> that, it, you know, he, he, he quoted St. Paul VI that we're, our teachers aren't just teachers, they're witnesses first yes. and foremost. And uh, 
people might say, well, what does that mean? They're witnesses first and foremost. And Jill, you just told us exactly what that means. How have the conversations been that you've been having throughout the week? What's, what's the status report? Um, we do know that there has been some interest in education, which we're thankful for. Um, you know, what, what that pans out in the reality of fulfilling jobs, um, only God knows. Um, but I think if we can engage people and have that conversation about what a wonderful ministry um, education and specifically Catholic, Catholic education is, um, that's what's most important. All right. Now, many of our listeners are at home and they're saying, uh, all right, what do I need to do? Maybe maybe I, want, I, I used to teach and I stepped away or maybe I, I could teach. How can they get in touch? How can they see what's out there? Um, our, our website is the best resource, um, archstl.org, and then specifically for education. Um, and all of our job listings are there. Um, but even just calling our office and having a conversation, both Addie and I are education directors. We talk daily um, about good fits in our different schools. We have a wide range, 90 elementary schools in our archdiocese. Um, so there is a place for everyone who wants to live out their faith in this ministry. That, that sounds wonderful. Eddie, what's your favorite thing about this, about you know being part of the process of saying, all right, we're going to help find teachers. We're going to put them in our schools. We're going to make our schools great. Well, I'm just excited. I mean, you can just see the enthusiasm of all the people walking through here, and that's exactly what our, our schools need. Um, they need uh, teachers, educators in faith, um, that just that that's who they are, and, and it's that's a great thing for our kids to see and be a part of. I love it. All right, one more time, give us the website we can go to for more information. Archstl.org forward slash education. All right. There, there you have it. And if you're down here at Seek tomorrow morning, uh, you, you have one last chance to visit the Oasis and sit in the chairs, but you have all the opportunity in the world to go to the website, and you'll be glad you did. I'm very grateful for the teachers in our kids' school. I think, you know, they are some of the most amazing people I've ever met. And I've had the privilege of working in parish ministry and with many of our teachers, and wow. They're incredible. So thank you for sharing with us. We're going to take just another real quick break here on this afternoon edition of Roadmap to Heaven on Thursday afternoon. We'll be back after this. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. Wow. I, I I still just don't know what to say as we come back in this afternoon broadcast here on Roadmap to Heaven on Covenant Network. Uh, for those of you tuning in, we were going to say it at the top of the hour, but the top of the hour was just so crazy and wonderful in a good way. Uh, you know, we're, we're preempting our programming this week to be with you from Mission Way at Seek 24 in downtown St. Louis. It's the second year we've been blessed to be on Mission Way, bringing our radio broadcast from this incredible gathering. I don't want to call it an event. It, you know, it, as much as it is an event, it's an incredible gathering of Catholic faith of all ages here in St. Louis. And again, blessed this year, the 25th anniversary of St. John Paul II being here and 
Wow. Uh, it's a glimpse of the church. Yeah. I feel like it's just this whole glimpse of the church in all of its beauty and all of its unity and all of its joy. That's what I, uh, that's the only way, uh, other than a slice of heaven that we're getting to experience here with all the relationships and friendships that are being made and formed and seeing people again for that we saw last year. Again, it, it's just been great. And we're, it's a marathon. It's a long week. But we're so privileged to bring you a slice of that. And yeah. that's what we're doing here, Adam. That's exactly it. And I have, I, I just want to say it brings me great joy to introduce our next guest. She's one of my favorite people at Focus, one of my favorite people to speak with. We got to talk with her a few weeks ago on the show via Zoom. And now here we are in person. Eileen Piper, Vice President of Lifelong Mission at Focus, is with us. Eileen, how, how are you doing this week? As, as tired as we are, I can only imagine what it's like for you. I've been told that my voice has been better. But this is, <laughs> this is what Seek is. You know, here we are. We're together. And we're family. It's a family reunion. So you don't sit quietly. You're yeah. shouting party. out and loving your family. There we can have are. vocal rest next week. Right. You know? That's <laughs> it. Well, you know, one of the things that we're going to talk about today, and this is an important conversation it's hard to believe that it's the last full day and that we're almost at the end of the last full day i'm looking forward to staying up late tonight um, and really having a good time but tomorrow morning we'll get up we'll do the radio show everybody's going to come in for a keynote and then there's going to be the closing mass and then everybody's going to depart the banners will start coming down the signs will start coming down the booths will start coming down the the audio visual equipment in the dome will start coming down and a lot of people have been starting to ask that question of, okay, well, what's next? And luckily, a lot of the programming this week is specifically focused on what's next. But, Eileen, I want to ask you to share with our listeners, what is next? You know, I always, I always counsel my friends who attend SEEK, and I say, look, SEEK is an amazing five-day gathering, but it is not the conference in and of itself. It's a launching pad. That's what this is. And so if you think that Seek ends on Friday, then we've got the wrong vision. Really what we want to do, like so much has happened. And whether you've been here at Seek or whether you've been listening and kind of participating from afar, the first thing, there's so much, it's kind of an abundance of richness on things that could be next. But the first thing that we all need to do is to look at our own personal prayer life. And how did God encounter us this week? What has he called us to do this week? And now, here we are in January, first week in January. What's my habit? What am I going to do? And I'm going to encourage everybody, let, let's start off and go for a personal holy hour every day. And holy hour may just be 15 minutes in the beginning. But have that quiet time where you can encounter the Lord. That's number one. And then number two, we've got a number of different options of things that you could participate in but you're gonna set something up that's sustainable because we come out of this and we're so eager and we just gotta do something that you're looking, you're saying, you know, knowing the pace of my life, I can do this once a week with my two best friends or my kids, whatever you choose it to be. I remember when I was younger and I used to go to conferences like this, we'd all be like, I don't want it to end. I want this to go on forever. And now I'm like, this has been a blessed week. I do want the, the week of being here to end, but I want to do exactly what you're saying. I, w I want to take what I've learned from this week and then live that out. Because I don't know that I could keep getting up and coming to Mission Way every day, 52 weeks a year. That, that might be a little much. <laughs> but being on mission is a very easy thing. And, and it's so great that you talk about 
what's practical? What can you do? Because I can't run a marathon tomorrow, and if I, if, if I set out with the goal of running a marathon tomorrow, I'm going to fail, and then I'm going to get discouraged. But if I say, all right, I'm going to go, and I'm going to walk for an hour, okay, I can do that tomorrow. Spiritually, that is. I'm, I can go and be with Jesus, whether it's in the Adoration Chapel or just in the church and his presence in the tabernacle for an hour. And all those other things like praying the rosary, praying the stations of the cross, praying the chapel of the divine mercy, reading sacred scripture, uh, sitting in peace and quiet, those are all things I can do during that hour, during that holy hour. Now, Eileen, one of the other things I know is, has been uh, just talk about crazy this week is uh, you know, you've been filling in. There, there have been, it's that time of year, it's cold and flu season, everybody's getting sick, and so you've had to pick up some sessions here, and you, you just dove in head first and said, all right, let's do it, let's go. Um, and I, I like to think that every time I've done that, God's rewarded it in some way, shape, or form. And I'm curious, what are you seeing? What, what, how, how's he paying you back for your yes? You know, I'm not going to know, Adam. I'm probably not going to know for a, a little while. But, you know, some of the things I'll say, it's always the small things. So I was in a conversation with an individual, and he came and he said, you know, I was coming to the Making Missionary Disciples track, and I was really nervous because I knew I was going to be challenged to lead a Bible study. I knew I was going to be challenged to lead others in the faith. I was really nervous. He said, but now at day, on day four, I'm ready. I can do this. I can do this. Mm. And that's, isn't that spectacular? That's yes. our baptismal call. But it's not, you know, if we step into the awkwardness, we step into the difficulty, the Holy Spirit is going to bless it. But it's folks like him, folks who are ready to pick up the challenge that's been laid out before every single one of us. I'll say that's a grace that I've received this week. That's beautiful. I, w- I wanted to ask you, you know, I'm sure you've been planning and planning and planning, and you were here last year. We remember interviewing you last year, the little glitches that were last year. This year seems to have just blown it all out of the ballpark <laughs> as far as just even the numbers and the people that have come. So many increases. We had, you know, 5,000 people come from St. Louis alone last night, come down for this event, and just the increase of seminarians and bishops that are all here. Are you, I know you can't breathe a sigh of relief yet. But are you all just having this huge sense of, wow, what has happened this week? How are you all feeling from the focus team? You know, Patty, what you described, it is. It's so much planning. It's so much work. And we are sitting here and we're working the logistics. And we can go ahead and we can train and we can equip and we can inspire. But the real work happens when the Lord sends down his spirit. And boy, did he do that this week. And that's the thing. Like all of us are on cloud nine, not because of any personal achievement that we've had. And we said yes, and we went through suffering to get through this week, um, but it's the Lord's blessing. This is, this is when he shows up and he, like at Adoration last, last night, loved me personally. Yeah. Like just came and just, there he was, and just let me know how pleased he was. I love how Father Mike Schmitz last night talked about either you might be in a place where you need to be healed which we have the Sacrament of Reconciliation tonight, or you might just need to be held in mm. God's love here in adoration. And I love that image of where where am I on that right now? Do I need to be healed? Do I need to be held? And it wasn't really an either or because both were offered. You can go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation and then come back for adoration or go to adoration and then go to confession. So it was a both and, but it wasn't just, okay, here's adoration, here's the sacrament. It was being healed and being held. Have you felt that as well this week? Yes. I mean, like, 
I don't know what else to say. Oh, yes. oh, yes, yes. I mean, these are the moments, and you go through, like every one of us goes through these spiritual moments of desolation where you're like, Lord, I just don't know where you are. And a lot of times during the planning that happens, but then he just swoops in and you are held and you know you are his beloved son or his beloved daughter. Mm. And I think, I think that's the high. I think yeah. we've got 20,000 people walking around here knowing how important and loved they are. Yeah, you're right. That is it. I think that's the key. You know, one of the other things I've really enjoyed this week, because and, and it's, it's the beauty of you being here a second year in a row and Focus being here a second year in a row. Is we actually, last year it was like, okay, I just met this person. What was this person's name? What do they do? Okay, I think I've got a grip on it. This year it's, it's so great to see you again. And so I've kind of made it a mission, like even focused missionaries that I haven't met or, or focused staff, they've all got these these different tags than, than we have that say event staff. Like, hi, what's your name? What do you do for focus? And what do you do for seek? And getting to know some of those folks, we were really blessed. I, I came down to get my badge on Sunday and I had the kids with me. And as we were walking out the door, the dome security guard says, can you help this young woman right here? And she was bringing in two wheel dollies and wagons. And I'm like, I got, I got five kids. Four of them can help, and I, and I can help, and we're you know like a mule train going back to the back there with these carts and wagons, and then just meeting even more people and saying, "Wow, you work with these missionaries, with these support specialists, with these lifelong mission folks every day as one of the leaders." And uh, you know, I can only think that as a father, sometimes looking at my kids accomplishing good things, you've got that sense too when you're standing, you know, whether it's in the dome or in in the offices you've got set up in the back, saying, "Wow." This team, they're nailing it. I'm so proud of them and what they're doing. What does that mean to you to see your team oh come God. alive and thrive this yep. week? Yep. I just, I wanted to shout out when we were going through the Making Michelle Disciples track. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, all these people are coming in and they're thinking it's this group of professionals who are coming in and putting on this highly polished conference. And I want to point out to them, do you see these young adults these people with the little coils coming out of their ears, it's them. They're doing this. You know, it's just, it's their gift to all of you. And it's them being the missionary and just doing whatever it takes to be able to lean in. It's, and, and I am a mother. And as a leader, I bring my momness into my leadership. I could not be more proud of my team. My team who was up on the main stage, my team who was like, you know, back behind um, the scenes, like you said, Adam, my team, who pulled so many details together in order to make people feel loved and seen and held during Well, from an outsider as one, I mean, the beauty of what we get to do, Adam, is we're here, of course, recording live. We're working hard. We get here early. It's been an incredible week. It's a marathon, but we also do get to go and see and attend some of the sessions and from an outsider and then just walk around Mission Way too as if we're just anybody else, you know, here down for the conference. And it's been seamless, it's absolutely mm. seamless. Let me just tell you, um, everything, every detail from, how, I, you know, how do you feed 25 people lunch all week long? 25,000 lunches every One day. One box at a time. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, every, single, every single mass, I lean in and I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, and that, my friends, is how you give... 20,000 people communion yes. in 15 minutes. Yes. That, that's one of the best stories I've heard this week, <laughs> that early on in the life of the Focus Seek Conference, there was a year that on Thursday morning, it, they almost ran out of hosts at communion. And they said, well, wait a minute, we, we put out the exact same number today that we put out on Wednesday morning, that we put out on Tuesday morning, that we put out Wednesday night. And then someone said, 
how many people went to confession last night and are back in a state of grace. Oh. And, and so every year since then, they say, we need more hosts on Thursday and Friday. And it's like, all right, we got it. We, we, <laughs> praise, God, praise God for that logistical concern. That, that means more people are coming back to be in that state of grace with our Lord. Eileen, it has been absolutely wonderful to catch up with you again, to speak with you, and to be here this week, to have you here. And I'm to not, thank you. Yes. And to thank you. Publicly, thank you. And, and to thank you for allowing us to bring our listeners who couldn't be here into this seat conference in a small way through these radio broadcasts. I'm not going to put you on the spot to commit, but I'm just going to mention, you know, if, if I, I know you're committed to Salt Lake City and Washington, D.C. next year. If you want to come back the year after that or the year after that, we will gladly say come back to St. Louis anytime you want. We hope that this is not the last time. Um, but what a joy it has been. And, and praise God for you and for Focus in this opportunity. It's been such a joy, and we will gladly come back to St. Louis. Gladly. We're going to figure out how to make that happen. All right. Well, we're, we're out of time. So we we're, we were going to close with prayer. We were going to do our sign-off thing. But, Eileen, do you want to pray with us before? I would love to. We go. All right. Well, to. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Dear Jesus, thank you for today, uh, a day that many of us started out feeling how tired we were from this week, but that you have refreshed that you have blessed and you have brought great joy to. May you continue to work through this day into the late hours of the evening, into tomorrow and beyond this conference, that the fruit may not just be seen after this conference, but that the fruit continue to grow and grow and grow. And thank you for inviting us into the vineyard to be part of the laborers who harvest this fruit and sowing the seeds and, and all of the great work you've invited us to, to be your co-workers. And we pray all glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church. Pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray for us. St. Jose Sanchez del Rio. Pray for us. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, we've got one more broadcast for you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., right here on Covenant Network. You want to tune in for that. And then next week, tune in to Roadmap to Heaven because we have some interviews. We couldn't even fit into our live broadcast this week. We've got to air them next week. Praise God for that problem, too. We, we like these problems. Until next time, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. I'm Patty Schneier. And I'm Eileen Piper. Have a blessed evening. Pray your rosary if you haven't done so already today. And we now return you to our Covenant Network programming.